brought to you by Irish Rugby Tours, the Rugby Tour Specialists, Afia Sports Training, committed to developing the sporting potential of future players in the U.S., U.K., and across the world, and Dub Pies, Down Under Pies, stop by, say hi, and eat pie. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy at the Fantasy Sports Network, Studio 34 in New York City. And we are talking rugby again, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to talk rugby in the Southern Hemisphere, the Rugby Championship. We're going to recap that great, great competition that we all just witnessed and a lot of people are screaming about. Uh, but I've got Mr. Barry Herbert, the South African, calling in on, this, on the big screen. Barry's going to be sinking and, and rising accordingly because uh, he has no idea what his setup is like over there. But that doesn't matter. We have Mr. Mark Griffin, who is literally just pinch hitting for, uh, for, for Steve Lewis in the sense that he is here only to read Steve Lewis's uh, statement. And Steve is embarrassed. That's why he's not showing up. Right. Exactly. But thank you for coming in, Mr. Mark Griffin. He's also in here for another segment. Thanks for having me, Matt. Uh, we also have Mr. Kiss Lensing, uh, who... Went 500 on the weekend, I think. Yeah, we're, we're 5 and 0. All right. So, yeah, good for us at the moment. And, and if folks don't recognize you, Kiss, you were the uh, Namibia captain in uh, 2007. 2007. You played for the, for the World Cup team. Uh, you've been a pro rugby player in South Africa in Super Rugby. You've also been in the Premiership. You've been in the top 14. You've been around, and now you are coaching on American Shores with Rugby United New York, uh, and you're lending your talents on occasion to Old Blue, Bayonne Bombers, and Iona College. Yes, 100% correct. All right. Okay. With that, let's get to it. Barry, let's start with the, let's start with the Argentinian debacle, as I'm going to call it. You guys picked Argentina. I think you I and was, I picked I, I definitely, Yeah, we went Australia. Barry, you want to, what do you want to say about Argentina and uh, Australia, first off? Well, uh, complete implosion uh, by Argentina. I thought they'd come out of the blocks pretty well there. And at halftime, my prediction was looking uh, more than safe and sound. But uh, I think when Sanchez went off, something horribly went wrong in the setup there. I quite, can't quite put my foot on it. Uh, having a look at the tries that Australia scored, uh, the line defense was just nowhere from Argentina. And they literally fell apart at home, which was hard hard to kind of put your finger on as to why. Um, the, the tries that Australia scored you know, were pretty soft. You know, the charge down, the cross kick was excellent. But, you know, generally quite soft tries being scored against a home team with a huge lead. So inexplicable, really. Um, but well done, Australia. You know, they didn't. They were really up against it this time. And uh, they did come through and they made a huge comeback to, to seal that victory away from home. So, yeah, well done, Aussie. You know, they were truly the... Hugh Muzz in the second half, cheesy joke aside. Steve, uh, not Steve, Steve Lewis proxy, Mark Griffin, could you please read Steve's comment uh, or, or words as per the Argentinian-Australia match? I'll do my best to read, Matt. Yes, uh, Steve thinks it was all about uh, Chaka's halftime speech, which probably saved his job, um, at least in the short term. But uh, three wins out of nine in the calendar year still doesn't look good uh, when he meets his paymasters on the Rugby Australia board. Interesting. Steve's Interesting. comments. And Steve had also said on this very show last week, gentlemen, that Cheka should be fired if they lose the match. So I'm going to twist it around. Should Mr. Mario Ledesma be fired for blowing a 31-7 lead at home? I think it's a little bit late in, in, the, in the year to fire him before the World Cup. 
And I don't think they have a lot of other options because they went through a couple of coaches the last couple of seasons. So I And he have reasonable success in the Super Rugby. So and he just took over like, what's it, two months ago, three months ago. So he needs a little bit more time. They won, uh, they won, they won two matches. Yeah. In no, this, no, no. And they had the opportunity. They were 31-7 up at home yeah, to defi- go 500 in this tournament. Yeah, definitely. So... I think they need to stick with him, and he definitely. I think he will. They're building a team, and they don't use the f- the players that's outside of the country. There's a lot of Argentinian talent that's playing in Europe, and at the moment they don't use them. So I don't know if they will change that towards the World Cup. Uh, but yeah, um, I think they. He probably will hang in there on, at least until the World Cup. So you're you're saying his job is safe because of the success with the Jaguars, which I think he got to the quarterfinals in Super Rugby. Is that right? They, uh, they were in the playoffs, I think. Yeah. 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 Barry, you think uh, Ledesma's job is safe where he should go? I mean, 31-7, guys, at halftime, at home. Yeah. No, I think he's safe. Uh, you know, he's also – got to look at this uh, rugby championship in context. You know, he has won two games. He's also beaten the Springboks in Argentina. Uh, so far from a disaster. Yes, they ended last. Um, but there were a lot of positive signs. What was missing uh, for Argentina in the rugby championship was their uh, their powerhouse forward pack. Uh, just seemed to go missing. It was the backs that provided the threat, uh, and Argentina's forwards really fell off um, and were outplayed by by just about all the sides in in every game. Um, but still, the, the you know the home wins um, against Australia, uh, sorry, their away win against Australia and the home win against the Springboks will give them a lot of confidence. They've, they've got a few things to fix there, but no, he should stay. Mark, I don't know if you caught it, but, uh, check his halftime speech should probably be put in bottles, but uh, you probably have to take out a couple of the expletives, maybe something for play rugby USA to think about. Right. I, uh, if we can edit it greatly, <laughs> yes, but I heard it was passionate. Yes. Passionate. And uh, I'm just seeing gifs floating around with, with music. So it'll be interesting to get the actual. Um, I want. I want. I want to be able to put it out on the show. We'll have Johnny Lewis put it out on the show with 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 the proper bleeps. Uh, but uh, Kiss, you and I picked that accurately. We picked the winner yes. at least, right? Yeah. Uh, it didn't look good at halftime. Not at all. <laughs> and Barry and Steve were like, yeah. probably doing a little little jigs about picking the right match. But uh, you guys got it wrong. We got it right. All right, guys. But hold on. We're getting we're getting word from downstairs that we got a break for commercial. So. We'll, we'll hold that thought and we'll come right back right after this. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Paps Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we are back. Matt McCarthy at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City talking rugby. So let's go to the next match. Speaking of large leads blown, uh, oh, goodness. take us, Barry, walk us through the uh, Springbok debacle. Well, first off, Matt, uh, incredible test match again. Uh, this fixture just seems to deliver every year, uh, the All Blacks in South Africa. 
Uh, and yeah, for 78 minutes, I, I, I was pretty convinced that I'd got the prediction right. Uh, but, you know, it's New Zealand and, and they can pretty much do anything in the last five minutes if you go to sleep. And that's exactly what happened. And they stole it at the death. Uh, terrific comeback from New Zealand. They were outplayed horribly in that game. So they will be concerned. Um, you know, the coach is going to be very concerned about the fact that they got beaten up by the box for a large chunk of that game. And um, I keep thinking that they, you know, they keep playing their, uh, their get out of jail card, the, uh, the All Blacks. And uh, how many more of these have they got? Because they were in real trouble there. They pulled it out, but they were horribly outplayed. So we're very proud of the Springboks. And, um, you know, I think it was an excellent rugby championship for the box this year. Oh, I like this. I like the stiff upper chin. That's pretty good. You know, that is very, very good. You you put up a good front there, my friend. But <laughs> you know, you're again. You're you're at home. You have a lead. Uh, and, and <laughs> you know, we we talked about Australia basically dominating South Africa the previous week on paper and losing. And it did they get did they get Wallabyitis? <laughs> and because they basically dominated the All Blacks on paper, they technically, I think the first half, and Rassi Rasmus also said it after the game. Technically, the first half, the Springboks played exceptionally well. They're kicking. The All Blacks couldn't get out of their own half. The yeah. Springboks just pinned them down in their own half, and uh, uh, and the defense again worked well. So I think Rassi had a very good game plan. But I also want to say, any team that want to beat the All Blacks, you need to be good in all facets and all things of the game all over so because they as the game went on they realized when Rassi made the changes that they just played simple northern hemisphere rugby they kicked for the corner they had a line out mall and they start pick and go and the Springboks wasn't accept uh, they were just not prepared to stop that they yeah. were just too strong and that's how they win that last two tries was that and so you need to be all over your whole game plan you need to be better than the All Blacks if you wanted to win them uh, and that's Whoever's going to challenge them in the World Cup will have to know that when you go on the field against All Blacks. And watch that last 20 minutes. Um, Daniel Craig, Steve Lewis, Proxy, Mark Griffin, can you tell us what Steve had to say? Yeah, firstly, just to those, those comments, I think um, no one probably doubts that uh, on the world stage, there's no team that is more physical than the South Africans. Um, and, and conversely, there's, there's no team probably that keeps a blue head as well as the All Blacks, right, yeah. when they're under pressure and... Um, if you're ever going to bet on a team to come back and win by two points, that they've done twice uh, in this exact scenario, um, they're the team to bet on. But um, specifically to Steve's points, and it talks to the physicality a little bit, um, the breakdowns uh, at the professional game have, um, have less law enforcement than the Wild West, according to Steve. And it's only a matter of time before a very serious injury occurs. Um, administrators need to address it and clean it up. Coaches need to coach it better referees need to ref it and players need to understand that the only people reckless play ultimately affects is themselves that being said Kane's neck fracture at the breakdown was completely accidental yeah. and that's Steve's quote all right because the twitter verse was a fire uh, ben ryan so look, the storied sevens coach who uh, coached the fijians to the olympic gold medal uh, and whose full interview will be on rugby wrap up this week was aghast. He was saying this has to stop, and Steve was backing him up. And then, you know, the champagne socialist that Steve is, he was with the public cause there. But Barry, as a South African fan, did, were you were you slamming your fist on the ground or on the desk in, in about dirty play? Uh, you know, it's always been a physical game, Matt. I I don't know about dirty play. I know there's been a terrible injury in this game to the the New Zealand flanker. 
Um, and uh, fortunately, it looks like he's going to be okay, uh, you know. But but no, I, I I think we need to be very careful what we do with the rule changes. You know, we can't wrap these players up in cotton wool. This has always been a collision sport. It's always been a contact sport. And unfortunately, serious injuries come with the territory. So if we keep changing the rules, um, you know, I'm worried we're going to water down this contest and it's going to lose a lot of its uh, appeal. So, you know, yes, we have to do everything we can to make it safer. Um, but if we continue to, to, to change the laws uh, with the view of making everything completely safe, then we might as well play touch rugby. Yeah. You know, I, I, just going back to that match, South Africa comes out and scores, right? And in five minutes, the All Blacks scored two tries to answer. I mean, it's just amazing. And then you look on, on paper and you see, okay, uh, breaks made, um, missed tackles, and pretty much down the line, all the categories. But I don't think they properly reflect, okay, the clean break was X meters, right? Compared or, or more psychologically damaging. Because you can get a clean break. And it's somewhat of a controlled clean break. But it seems like every time the, 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 the Kiwis get a clean break, it's a big one, right? And it's, a, it's like a death blow or it's an answer back all the time. How, what, what is it about these guys? It's just, I think, in general, because they play as this, um, their reaction towards the player that makes the clean break is so much better than other countries. I think the rest of the world, someone make a clean break. A lot of the guys doesn't always have support. And then the decision-making of that ball carrier that have the clean break, he knows what to do with the ball so that the ball don't go dead. A lot of other countries will have a clean break. The player is a little bit white line fever, and most of the time that ball goes dead or gets very slow down at the next breakdown, where the New Zealanders just have the ability to keep that ball alive. And then the decision-making from whoever is the next guy there to support is just brilliant. So, and, and, and I think that's only coming with natural skills, natural talent, and then understanding the game, where the, where the space is going to be after a clean break. And, and they just well in executing those things. How much experience did you have against the All Blacks or playing with or against All Blacks players in Super Rugby? I, I've never had the opportunity to play against the All Blacks, uh, but I played with Justin Marshall. I played, played a little bit with uh, Chris Masoe and Carl Oft and guys like that. And definitely um, I coach Adam Thompson um, those guys, and I think it's just the type of coaching that they get from a very early age. Yeah. And, and again, if you, have a, if you play in, in a good environment where it is very competitive and you understand the game, I think it comes much more natural. And that's where we're in America at the moment is a little bit short because the game is still young here. The guys don't have the, the, the I would say, the, the background to understand the game. That, and that will take a bit of time to catch up. And that's where they're at the moment, I think, a little bit ahead of us. Yeah. And this is where uh, an organization like Play Rugby USA comes in. Because you're, you're giving these kids the opportunity to play rugby competitively. You're giving them the, the opportunity to now see competitive rugby on a, on a better scale. They can actually, the, the internet is opening up the world. But also you've got Major League Rugby, right? And these kids now can watch and say, oh, I'm a prop. Okay, that's a prop at a pretty high, or a higher level at least. And I'm not just, I'm not the blaze, I'm not the blaze, the, the, the trailblazer myself. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's obviously a lot of this is down to experience and reps at an early age, making those decisions and, and ultimately um, not just about participation, but it's about providing those pathways to the high performance teams because the big difference in New Zealand obviously is that um, the level of competition is so high that the cream rises to the top and is always getting challenged to get better the whole way up the curve. 
Um, and what we find here often is that you'll get some players that stand out, but they're not getting challenged week in, week out to get better. And if you're not getting challenged on a weekly basis to get better, it's easy to become stale, right? And so um, I think with the base of participation, like from Play Rugby USA and for programs like Rookie Rugby that USA Rugby runs as well, um, that's great as long as we can provide those pathways that ultimately allow these kids to play at a high level in college and MLR and, and beyond. Right. Uh Guys, we are out of time on this segment. And Mark, you're going to stick around with us because you are going to talk about your, your new beginnings and uh, the legacy at, at Play Rugby USA. But before we go, I've got to gloat a little bit here, guys. Who's the one guy that picked both of these matches, uh, picked the winners in these two matches? Anybody? Anybody want to take a... <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was it, was it, it, it was not Steve. Well, if, if Steve Lewis is sending <laughs> Mark Griffin in to be his proxy, there's a, you know, you got to realize that... Okay, it was the it was the Yank that picked the the, the games accurately. I, I did the points was a little bit off. I did have the points right, off. Right. Not on the not on the not on the uh, South Africa. You said ten points. Australia South Africa was. Uh, no, no, no. Your, your your prediction was good, but you said uh, the the. Uh, I said all blacks, all blacks by 10. by ten. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, you, meant, you meant two. <laughs> meant, <laughs> I meant ten ten minutes. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. All right. But I got the wins right. Yeah, right? no, no, no. You, you were you were too too caught up in talking about we with South Africa uh, to uh, concentrate fully after we <laughs> nailed you on that. But on that note, gentlemen, I want to thank you, Barry. Final thoughts on uh, on the the future of the Springboks? Are they going to win the World Cup, Barry? I'm going to do my announcer voice. Are, are the Springboks going to win the World Cup, Barry? Yes, of course we are, Matt. I mean, that's uh, you know everybody. Uh, a few months ago, we were reading about how we should just hand the World Cup to New Zealand because it's all over. Well, we can uh, certainly forget about that now. The box are back. Uh, they've had an excellent week. Okay, we messed it up in the last five minutes uh, on Saturday, but two great performances against the All Blacks, uh, two classic test matches. Uh, so, yes, I'm very confident that we've got enough time to get it right for the World Cup, uh, and we will get there, and we will be right there at the end, uh, probably in the finals, mate. I'm calling it now. I got goosebumps. I don't know about you guys. I got goosebumps. Go back. <laughs> Go box. The box are back, baby. Well, yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, Mark, who's going to win the World Cup? Oh, gosh, that is a England? tough one. Eddie Jones? Not, not, on current, not on current form, unless they've got some magic uh, changes up their sleeve. Um, I, I, you know, ultimately, New Zealand's always going to be up there. South Africa's always going to be up there. You can never discount the French. Yes. Um, England, I mean, I'm not, I'm not telling anyone anything they don't know, right? I, and I don't really see anyone below the top six. Um, actually getting right through to that level oh, and no, still America? being able to win it. America? If we, if we can win a game in the pool yeah. of death, yeah. um, I think, and have a couple of really, really strong performances, um, I'm not obviously one of the coaches, but um, if you look at the pool we're in, um, I don't think people will be too disappointed with that. So did you pick a team? No, of course not. You didn't not. pick a team there. Well, yeah, I'm speaking of... on behalf of Steve, oh, right? Man, you were, you were oh, a... no, this is for me now? <laughs> yeah, for you. <laughs> Who's going to win the World Cup? Heart, not head. All right, I'm going to say uh, New Zealand. All right. Yes? I must say, uh, after what we've seen now, the last couple of uh, weeks and what's happening, I think the Springboks definitely have a chance. Uh, Rassi Erasmus have learned a lot from this game. Um, we, he didn't have his best team there. We, we still shorted Dwayne Vermeulen. And there's a couple of guys. He's, he definitely gambled a lot with some players like Jason Colby that's in the side now that I think overperformed brilliantly. Um, so Rassi will definitely go into the World Cup much wiser man than he was before the challenge 
this championship. Um, the Springboks definitely must be up there, but I think the challenge is going to be between Ireland and New Zealand. And? I want to say the same as for, for Namibia. <coughs> I honestly hope, guys, we can get one, one win. If we can pull off a win this World Cup, it will be brilliant. Yeah. All right, but you're picking the All Blacks. I want to be the odd one out. I'll go Ireland. Ah, in there, in that. And I would prefer Ireland to win than the All Blacks, and I'm saying that as an English guy. All right, but he and I, you just stole my thunder because I'm I'm taking Ireland, and I was going to point out how he named every team but Ireland when he right. went down that list, right? <laughs> and now, and now he's okay. All right, good, good. I like the uh, the the spin there. Uh, on that note, gentlemen, we are out of time, but I want to thank Mr. Barry Herbert going in from Denver. The South, the, the Display South African will be welcoming Mr. Mark Griffin of Play Rugby USA and USA Rugby, who's moving out to Denver, and Mr. Kiss Lensing, who's stuck with me here in New York and will be coaching on Randall's Island in the middle of January at night. <laughs> on, on that note, Matt McCarthy for Rugby Wrap-Up here at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City, signing off.